0: blog talk radio Welcome, it is June 18th, 2013, and this is Hemp Aware Radio with your host, Tyler Hemp, uh, otherwise known as Tyler Hoff. You just heard Ziggy Marley with special guest Woody Harrelson in the song Wild and Free. We're broadcasting here from Southern California. It's a beautiful day, not a cloud in the sky, and it's a perfect place to plant seeds, seeds of consciousness. Seeds of hemp eventually... It's uh, not legal to grow hemp in the United States while we're broadcasting this radio station, but it is legal to grow in 30 other industrialized nations, including Canada, Australia, England, France, Germany, and many others. Today we're going to open up the phone lines and uh, see if anyone has any questions about the history of hemp or anything about hemp for that matter. Uh, Also, we're going to have a special guest, a dear friend of mine, Eric hempseed Lloyds, my brother from another mother, and uh, he was on the show last week. We kind of ran out of time and got cut off, so uh, we're going to share a little bit about hemp history. We're going to continue with it and uh, what people can do to raise more awareness about hemp. What can we do on a daily basis to consume this miraculous plant? Um, Like I said, today we're going to revisit and continue with the history of hemp around the world and in the United States. But before we get into that, I'd like to acknowledge all the amazing artists, musicians, representatives, business owners, mothers, children, and every being who is supporting and contributing to the hemp movement and raising awareness about this miraculous God-given plant for food, shelter, clothing, and so much more. As we know, there's supposedly over uh, 25,000 known uses. Well, we're on a mission uh, to spread awareness about hemp, but also let people know what are those 25,000 known uses. And uh, my dear friend who we're going to bring on the line with us today, Eric, has created Hempeverything.com. So uh, if you're looking for anything hemp, pretty soon that website is going to be fully stocked with everything that you can imagine made from hemp. HempEverything.com is the website, and um, we're going to show people all of those 25,000 known uses or maybe unknown uses. I've never seen it published anywhere, but there was an article published in 1931 called New Billion Dollar Crop. And guess what? It was an article in Popular Mechanics Magazine about hemp, about the hemp industry, about how easy it is to grow, and uh, about all the uses that you can turn it into. So Hemp Aware Radio is dedicated and committed to sharing the truth about hemp with love and with consciousness. And that's why we designed uh, the radio station and, and, and the project to be called Hemp Aware First, it's about being aware. It's about having your attention on something because it's with our our minds and with our awareness that we create our world. So what you focus on expands. What you think about, you bring about. So the more people we have thinking about hemp, utilizing hemp on a daily basis, and most importantly, you know, sharing it with their friends and their family, we're going to experience a paradigm shift on this planet and I truly believe it. Our, our vision is to provide shelter, food, and clothing for the entire world with hemp. So this show just isn't about hemp <clears throat> and how freaking amazing this plant is. It's also about consciousness. It's about wholeness. It's about love. It's about honoring and respecting and loving and appreciating our bodies, our minds, our spirit, and our entire Mother Earth. That gave birth to us, this beautiful planet, this water planet is is designed to thrive and have abundance. And all of its inhabitants are, are designed to experience that as well. So our vision and our mission is to continually spread love, spread knowledge, spread wisdom and awareness about this incredible plant so that we can start providing food, shelter, and clothing for as many people as possible so that they can get onto their visions and their dreams and do what they need to do to to be fulfilled and to fulfill their purpose and their mission here in life. And if we don't have our basic needs met, if we don't have food on our table and we don't have a house to live in or clothing on our back, we're not going to be happy. We're not going to experience the level of comfort to go out and be able to give to others and to be able to contribute in a massive way. So I am going to cut to a commercial, and when we get back, we're going to jump in to recap the history of hemp, where it came from, where it's going, and uh, shortly after that, we're going to bring Eric hempsey on. We'll be right back. Have you visited BulkHempWarehouse.com today? Discover dozens of Bulk Hemp products for great prices. Hemp seeds for your salads and smoothies. Custom-tailored hemp clothing for your profession. Hemp fabrics, hemp foods, along with hemp body care goods, and tons of other great items. Visit BulkHempWarehouse.com today to get the best prices and a huge variety of healthy hemp goods for you and your family. Hemp Protein, Hemp Oils, Hemp Yarn, Hemp Books, and Raw Hemp Fibers. Connect with us today and tell us what your project is and how we can help integrate hemp seamlessly. Just visit BulkHempWarehouse.com today. Thank you. Welcome back. This is your host, Brother Hemp. With Hemp Aware Radio, we're broadcasting from beautiful Southern California. And This is our third broadcast, and we're just getting into the swing of things here. Today, we're going to recap on the origins of hemp history, and then we're going to go into a little bit more history and bring up up the speed on where we are today when it comes to hemp. I shared with you on the last hemp episode that it has been written that the cannabis plant is the two-dog plant from the two-dog star known as Sirius. And this was proclaimed by the Dogon tribe of Africa who discovered this binary star system, Sirius. I shared with you that hemp was used for fabric in ancient China and that the Scyth, by the Scythians, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, was used to harvest cannabis hemp in 1500 B.C. And China made hemp paper in 100 B.C., so you know uh, that the Declaration of Independence was written on hemp. Actually, it was drafted. The, the uh, final draft, I think, was on Hyde, but the original drafts were on hemp paper. Betsy Ross made the first American flag from hemp fibers, and we left off last week's hemp episode right around when cannabis hemp became illegal to grow in the United States. There's so much that we could go into about how hemp is ingrained into our history and I leave it up to you to do your own research. Don't just take my word for it. Don't just believe my you know, words, do your own research and, and really question everything I say, you know, just as we want you to question everything. I mean, it's important to constantly be asking questions and expanding your knowledge, expanding your awareness and doing your own research and, uh, A great place to do that is HempAware.com. We have a hemp history section, a hemp timeline, and all kinds of artifacts to to keep yourself hemp-educated. Where we left off was right around the 30s and 40s when hemp started to become illegal, but before it became illegal, in 1936, there was a campaign that was started uh, to demonize cannabis sativa hemp. And there is actually a movie you might be familiar with called Reefer Madness, and uh, it promulgated placing users in an institution for the criminally insane for uh, the remainder of their natural lives just for consuming cannabis. Um, This, of course, was all the medicinal psychoactive variety of hemp that they were propagandizing, spreading, you know, uh, false information about hemp and completely, uh, uh, merging it with marijuana and basically saying it's the same thing. Um, and, uh, eventually, you know, they changed the word marijuana in the newspapers with the word hemp. So there was uh, a lot of lies going on. Um, uh, DuPont, William Randolph Hearst, Harry Anslinger, Andrew Mellon, all these big players in, uh, the federal Bureau of Narcotics, uh, Andrew Mellon was the Secretary of Treasury at the time. So, you know, William Randolph Hearst had his cronies. He had his his cohorts, so to speak, that were, you know, ganging up uh, together to demonize this hemp plant so that DuPont and the lumber industry could continue without competition from hemp. Because as we know, hemp can be produced into everything that petroleum can be produced into, plastics, fuels. Uh, clothes, you know, fa- uh, fabrics, and so composites, so many more amazing resources as well. So um, in the uh, 1930s, I believe it was 1937, the Marijuana Tax Act was enacted by the unrelenting uh, promotion of Harry Anslinger, and he was the government's expert witness during the congressional hearings on the proposed Marijuana Tax Act as proof of marijuana's uh, malevolence, he introduced into evidence the bogus Hearst newspaper headlines that trumpeted the violence, insanity, and death caused by marijuana. So, you know, Anslinger was the government's expert witness who was teaming up with Andrew Mellon and, and, um, and, you know, uh, William Randolph Hearst, and they were proclaiming that, you know, Marijuana causes people to walk on white people's shadows and, and it causes, you know, Hispanics and blacks to rape women and children. And just the most absurd, you know, claims that are just totally untruthful and, and lies, outright lies. So anyway, in the 1930s, the U.S. government, in the 1940s, excuse me, the U.S. government re-legalized hemp for a short period of time. And as I mentioned, the Popular Mechanics magazine came out uh, in 1938, the billion dollar, new billion dollar crop. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it didn't happen. Hemp was a threat to those with their investments in timber and oil and the chemicals and pharmaceuticals. And there was a rampant propaganda against hemp. Um, However, while all this was happening in 1943, There was Hemp for Victory, a campaign that was produced by the Department of Agriculture, the U.S. government, allowing and actually educating farmers and aiding them in growing hemp for the war efforts. And they even created this film called Hemp for Victory. Google it, Hemp for Victory. And uh, after the war, hemp was banned again. And so it went under the rug. and, and, And ever since, the United States has not been able to grow hemp but in 98 the canadian government legalizes commercial farming of industrial hemp us imports hemp seed and hemp seed oil mainly from canada and china a lot of the edible seeds come from canada so all of this you know money is going to canadian farmers which i don't mind i love canada i want to support the hemp farmers however i do want to bring it home so we can lower costs we can provide more food shelter and clothing for more people at a much better price if we are to legalize it, and once we do legalize it here in the U.S. So in 98, Canada legalized it, and they've been growing it ever since. In 2004, the Ninth Circuit Court decision and the Hemp Industries Association versus DEA permanently protects sales of hemp foods and body care products in the U.S., and that was because the U.S. tried to stop the sale of hemp foods, whether it was hemp seeds, hemp seed oil, hemp body care products. They tried to come out, and basically the DEA tried to stop the sale of industrial hemp because of this law that's enacted. But thank you so much to the Hemp Industries Association standing up against the DEA with the support of Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps and the Bronner's family and so many other institutions like Vote Hemp and uh, Hemp History Week are just doing the work really to educate and empower the planet, because um, it's so important. We've got to do this. So I'm, I'm bringing us up to speed here, and, uh, and then we're going to bring Eric on the line in just a couple of minutes. So in 2005, a bill was introduced to the U.S. Congress for the first time to allow the state to regulate hemp farming, but to date, no committee hearing or floor vote has taken place. Um, In 2007, the first hemp licenses in over 50 years were granted to two North Dakota farmers. In 2010, the HIA, which is the Hemp Industries Association, uncovers diaries and photographs of the USDA's chief botanist, Lyser Dewey, who grew five varieties of hemp on the current site of the Pentagon. The Pentagon, you guys, can you believe that? The Pentagon was a hemp farm. Representative Ron Paul makes a congressional statement in support of Hemp History Week, also in 2010. We have supporters, you guys. There's so many people supporting hemp that it's unbelievable it's not legal. So as you can see, hemp has had a rich history on our planet for possibly up to 10,000 years. No other plant has had such a beneficial, commercial, economical, environmental, and, of course, political impact than hemp has. And now we're celebrating and arriving the hemp movement and industry and markets in the US with Hemp History Week, Vote Hemp, and now we're doing Hemp Aware. Are you hemp aware? Are you using hemp on a daily basis? Is your company using hemp? Well, we've got a campaign going on right now to raise awareness with hemp through the Hemp Aware project. Call us today, contact us today. We want to send you some Hemp Aware stickers. We want to send you some hemp aware uh information so you can put it in your window. If you're a hemp aware company or an individual and you want to start letting the world know that you are hemp aware, now is the time. We're going global, guys. So let's team up. But for now, I am going to bring my good friend Herrick Eric Hempsey Lloyds on the line. Let me uh see if he's there. Hey, Tyler. Sure. Welcome. Hey, bro. Welcome aboard. How are you? Glad to have you on Aware Radio. Yeah,
1: sorry last time we got cut off, but I'm happy to be back and uh it's all happening.
0: It is. It's all happening. I'm so glad to see you out there. You've been traveling from here to Oregon and and back and forth all over just connecting with incredible hemp heads with uh I know Ziggy Marley and his son Danny Marley and uh I know you you connected with um uh Reverend Michael Beckwith and I've seen you with uh so many people just spreading awareness about hemp and I want to thank you so much for everything you're doing man it's really really a blessing and a gift to have someone that's so enthusiastic and and out there just spreading the knowledge and the wisdom about this powerful plant so thank you bro Oh yeah
1: it's my pleasure it's uh it's kind of you know our obligation once you know the truth to uh to not hold back from giving advice and spreading the love and so that people can't be in denial. And hemp's a great way to spark people's attention to the fact that there's things that we're being taken advantage of. Uh, people are taking advantage of us in certain ways and hemp is a great way to get us to recognize other things as well. So it's a good way to start a conversation and meet people and create depth in a relationship right off the bat. And people all resonate from who I've talked to with hemp so much that when I meet people, all of a sudden they feel like they're my best bud and, um, They hold a strong feeling about hemp, and so a lot of enthusiasm, and um, that's kind of what has driven me over the years, is through people's enthusiasm and um, encouraging me to keep doing what I'm doing. So,
0: yeah. Awesome, thank you, bro. Well, I um, since today's topic is the history of hemp, I wanted to ask you, what do you think are some of the most pinnacle moments in hemp history? Or I would say in the history of the world where hemp was a part of, you know, the progression of humanity and, you know, expanding our technologies or what have you, how do you see hemp as being such a, an important role? Or what one important time in history do you see hemp, you know, being really, uh, a really big? Or, you know, what's your favorite hemp history moment? Okay, well,
1: um, something that um, I was really drawn towards is um, a lot of spiritual practices and teachings, and uh, when I uh, looked into more about Christianity and where it derived from and some stuff about that, I kind of saw how hemp could tie into a lot of these spiritual practices, and when I found out about how it ties into the Christian uh, faith, I was really blown away. Um, A lot of people um, don't know this, but um, in the faith originally the gnostic christians were using hemp as a holy anointing oil for their um, baptism pur- purposes and it also wow. um, was one of the major ingredients in there like um, six to nine pounds of medicine so in my mind i think that back then they were using the leaves and the oils and the seeds so it's hard to tell what they were actually using but the word is traced back um in a the hebrew first hebrew bible to being cannabosium cannabosium i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right. Um, which is pretty fascinating because all the Christians who who became Christians would have to get baptized with this oil, and they'd have to put it on everything. And it had, like, olive oil, myrrh, cinnamon leaf, and um, and this can of Boston. And uh, what's cool is um, to be a Christian, you have to be anointed with that because the Christian, the actual Latin word, I found out, refers to the anointed ones. And Christ took the title, uh, the anointed one, for the messiah and uh so a lot of people don't really know how that word came about but it happens to be referenced to this holy anointing oil this first in exodus thirty twenty three. you guys can check it out and uh, most bibles actually don't um actually use the word can of boston the original word they use fragrant cane or this word calamus. so talamis, it's been yeah, demonized that's... yeah the, the word got mistranslated back um a while back, and uh, the Inquisition happened. They were doing away with a lot of the Gnostic principles and practices and um, kind of got pushed on the rug. And the funny thing, I think, is that the word antichrist, those opposed to the, the anointed one or anointed one, so the, the thing that we're dealing with today is the same thing they were dealing with back then, is preserving their uh, freedoms and uh, their peace of mind through spiritual practices. And, and it's amazing to see how hemp, uh, was in a major part of that, and uh, bringing people together to give them confidence to stand up to the pharaohs or the kings, and um, and feeling like they had their own god, they weren't going to look up to this god that was presented to them, you know, and they were get
0: empowered. Mm-hmm. So, so for the skeptics out there and people that are wanting to know, you know, the documentation or. What, what would be a good source for people to validate and confirm this history? Do you know any books or references or, you know, um, maybe, you know, uh, religious texts or or any source where people could go? Because I, I know, you know, Chris Conrad and um, Rowan Robinson and uh, Jack Herrer are all major hemp historians, and they've, They've collected a lot of this information. Do you have a reference that people could go to to, you know, validate uh, these claims? Because, you know, a lot of Christians, they've been taught to to, to fear and, uh, you know, to avoid hemp at all costs. And um, so, you know, now this could be opening up a whole new door for people. Where could they go to validate and confirm these claims?
1: Okay, well, there's this girl named Vera Rubin, I believe her name was, and she was – Hired to do um, anthropology studies and track the, the the root words of how cannabis like actually came from the Dogon tribe from Mali, West Africa, and to basically see how it um, was transferred from tribe to tribe to, to different religions and different cultures and how the names were changed and kept the, the root kind of word. But uh, the book that I would recommend is called Cannabis and the Soma Solution, and it's by a gentleman named Chris Bennett out of Canada.
0: And
1: he's very active in in, in documenting history on YouTube. He has um, a lot of videos of him talking about the history of hemp, and his book is amazing on documenting it. And I believe he's working on a documentary where he's going to some of the historical spots around the world. And he's definitely someone to tap into his resources. And uh, there's a lot of references about um, religious practices and how it tied with hemp and hemp. a whole Very uh, cool. gam- well, gamut of information that I think
0: everyone will benefit from Amen, thank you Eric This is Hemp Aware Radio You're listening to Tyler Hemp and Eric hempseed Lloyds. We are broadcasting from uh, Southern California And we're just so thankful for, for the opportunity to share with you The knowledge and the wisdom and the power of this God-given miraculous plant We're going to go to a commercial break. We'll be right back with you. And I have one more question for Eric before we finish up. Have you visited BulkHempWarehouse.com today? Discover dozens of Bulk Hemp products for great prices. Hemp seeds for your salads and smoothies. Custom-tailored hemp clothing for your profession. Hemp fabrics. Hemp foods. Along with hemp body care goods. And tons of other great items. Visit BulkHempWarehouse.com today to get the best prices and a huge variety of healthy hemp goods for you and your family. Hemp protein, hemp oils, hemp yarn, hemp books, and raw hemp fibers. Connect with us today and tell us what your project is and how we can help integrate hemp seamlessly. Just visit BulkHempWarehouse.com today. Welcome back. You're listening to Hemp Aware Radio with your host, Tyler Hemp. We have Eric Lloyds on the line, otherwise known as Hemp Seed. Eric, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Well, we have three minutes left, so within this three minutes, what I want to do is have you share with people the most important thing that they can do on a daily basis to expand and rapidly increase the knowledge, the awareness about hemp around the planet. What can one person do on a daily basis to make that happen?
1: All right. Well, I believe um, if we're being the change we wish to see, with our world changing, the, the little world that we're creating for ourselves, that it's going to be a, a great trickle effect around the world and um, a ripple effect. And uh, so pretty much knowing the problems half the battle, so... Information is 90% of a a battle, so if we can just keep informing one person to another person and getting everyone in our team, our family, our communities aware, um, many hands make light work, so we're um, up against kind of a a force that's trying to, you know, belittle us to make us feel like we're not empowered with this, you know, ability to take on what we're up against. And uh, so if if we have numbers, we're going to be able to get people to... uh, kind of pick up on it people that were interested will see that we're into it by wearing clothes and um, one of the things i'm really wanting to work at is getting people's art on a hemp paper really p- amazing uh, artists um, musicians and team up with people that have um, amazing talents so that all their followers and people will know about hemp and how they're a supporter and hemp aware and uh, i think just being an example a living art piece and uh, showing people uh, in an enthusiastic way to get them more excited about it. So they're telling people and sparking conversations with random people. And, uh,
0: yeah, it's Very, just definitely
1: amazing to be a part it, of it. talking it, wearing
0: it, eating it, uh, uh, talk, you know, showing people artifacts, uh, showing people hemp paper, randomly uh, about the history. starting conversation. Connecting with uh, artists, musicians, uh, different leaders around the world to, uh, to let them know. And, and so that's one of our projects. That's one of our missions is to, to honestly um, just get as many people on board with hemp so that we can create a paradigm shift on this planet, so that we can have food, shelter, clothing, and so much more with this incredible God-given plant. We love and appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much for listening. This is Hemp Aware Radio, and we will be back next week for another episode of Hemp Aware Radio. Thank you so much, Eric, for being on the line today. And we're all right, gonna... thanks, Tyler. All right, bro. We'll talk to you all soon. Much love. Blessings.
2: For freedom a fire burns for freedom the smell of defense is high. I'm standing for the truth Too long it's been denied The tide of change is rising this hope